Welcome to Environmentality, a podcast for current environmental news, lectures, and interviews with the experts. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Let's dive on in. And now, here's your brief update on what's been happening to the planet from around the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Environmentality News. Because it is now officially October, I thought I would start this off with a little spooky story. Ghosts are spreading all along the eastern coast of the United States. Well, ghost forests, that is. As sea levels continue to rise, so does saltwater intrusion on the coastal forests that are lining our marshlands on the eastern coast. A new report from North Carolina State University shows how freshwater-dependent trees are being killed by increased salt concentrations flowing into the marshlands due to encroaching ocean waters as a result of rising sea levels. They've also noted that increased hurricane frequency is also bringing salt water into these marshlands and killing off the trees. The salt water kills the trees, obviously, and this eliminates the carbon sequestering capacity of these coastal forests, leaving behind white ghost-like trees, also known as ghost forests. These ghost forests release carbon as they decompose, and of course, being dead, cannot continue to draw down carbon. This is a positive biofeedback that leads to more carbon in our air, which leads to warmer temperatures, which leads to melting glaciers and sea ice, which then leads to rising sea levels and again back to saltwater intrusion and the death of coastal forests. The cycle continues on and on and then at accelerated rates until intervention can take place. Ghost forests have increased by 15% between 2001 and 2014 with an estimated 130,000 metric tons of carbon being released into the atmosphere as a result of these trees dying. This equates to 103,000 vehicles that have been driving for a year. Overall, the authors want to bring awareness to the areas that are already being affected by sea level rising, and that the impacts of this climate change symptom is not years away, but occurring now. Our next story comes to us from China where cleaning up the air may actually increase the warming effects of global climate change. Historically, China has been a very large emitter of aerosols, small particles that are devastating the air quality in that region. Poor air quality leads to many premature deaths and is both an environmental and a social issue. As a result, over the past decade, China has been working extremely hard to try and reduce the particulate matter in the air to improve air quality for the people and for the world, as pollution knows no borders. However, as the air quality improves and the particulate matter, also known as aerosols, are scrubbed from the atmosphere, so does the warming effects of global climate change. These aerosols, although they can create health hazards, actually act to block the sun's penetration onto the planet and can actually help cool down the atmosphere. Greenhouse gases insulate and warm the planet while aerosols reflect and cool the planet. So with reduced aerosols comes the improvement of air quality, but the heating of the atmosphere. Although a recent study shows that the heating has only been masked by the aerosols by a 0.1 degrees Celsius or 0.2 degrees Fahrenheit. So does reducing aerosol emissions warm the planet? Yes, but for the sake of human health benefits, these need to be reduced, right? And furthermore, the issue is not that we're 
cleaning up the air. The issue is that we have already too much carbon in the atmosphere, and that's what's driving the warming. So yes, some of the aerosols are masking this, but the root cause is our emissions of greenhouse gases, and these need to be reduced along with the aerosols so that we can improve air quality and the impacts of climate change due to excess carbon in our atmosphere. My last story for the week is another plug for a documentary that you should watch, A Life on Our Planet, now available on Netflix. Sir David Attenborough, the classic narrator and world-renowned ecologist, has now released a new documentary that aired on Netflix last week. It's titled A Life on Our Planet, and you got to check this one out as well. Sir Attenborough created an Instagram a few weeks ago and within 24 hours had 1.5 million with a single post. And now that number has risen to 5 million. All of this was in an attempt to build awareness for this new documentary that is now streaming. And it is an incredible journey through the life and the career of this 94-year-old naturalist and his witness story to the loss of biodiversity throughout his lifetime, throughout his 60 years in working in this field. We are in the midst of the sixth mass extinction, and we're losing all this biodiversity as a result of human activity, clearing lands, destroying habitat, overfishing, pollution, all this is leading to a loss of biodiversity and as a result, planetary and ecological function. Sir David Attenborough pleads with the audience and pleads with us now saying that nature is not just something that is nice to have. It is critical for the survival of the human species and for the rest of the planet. Biodiversity is the key to ecological resiliency and a life on our planet tells this tale through the charming voice of Sir David Attenborough and through his eyes over the past six years. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. And just as a reminder, next week, season two of Environmentality will kick off. I've just been doing the news lately, but we have more upcoming lectures and interviews for you. So get ready for that. All right, everyone, have a great week. Get outside and enjoy that beautiful nature all around you.